Welcome back to Cinema Club with Jared and America, and uh, we're here to talk about some movies. Hi, how's everybody doing? How are you? How are you? Yeah, hope you're doing well, staying healthy, staying away from everybody. Yeah, you know, you know what they say: April uh, distance needs may persistence yeah that's that's exactly what they say that's actually how that's That's, you're welcome yeah that was on like the roman coliseum yeah um like calendar actually Uh, i think it's on the constitution like it's they like added it it was on the bottom yeah it was a flap actually yeah you know you know like the flap (laughs) yeah i was it was a it was a dog-eared uh comment yeah yeah they're like dog-eared oh Speaking of dog-eared, I miss dog-eared. I miss things, you know. I miss uh, bookstores. I, yeah, I miss. I really, I've been like getting into getting back myself back in. I should say into crafts, and mm. I was like, oh, that's it's totally fine. I can just go to like my local craft store and pick up some beads and like you know metalworking. And guess what? I can't. Yeah. And yeah. Um, and it leaves me to, and then I went online and I tried to order it and I couldn't find it. And guess who did Amazon, but do I want to order from them? No, no. Just like, what does this mean? Just no crafts? Like. What are you supposed to do? I mean, yeah. Uh, you've been doing, doing, so you've been doing a lot of online shopping. Of course. What do you mean? Yeah. Well, I don't know. Well, like what, what have you, what have you been getting? I don't know. The stimulus check is gone. All I'm saying is like. It's gone. I don't like, I for all I know, someone could be like skimming off the top of my bank account and I wouldn't know it because I would believe it. I'd be like, yeah, I did spend $400 on two pairs of socks. No, I'm kidding. I wouldn't do that. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 Um, they were A24 socks. No, I didn't get the A24 mm. socks. You didn't. Oh, did what? Did you get anything from A24? Not. I decided that I don't need the water bottle because I'm not going anywhere and I already sure. have. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, where are you, where are you going to take that water bottle to drink water? Your living room? The I kitchen? Mean, actually. <laughs> Second thought. Oh. Oh, yeah. Yeah. For the people who can't see, um, I have a water bottle sitting right in front of my computer to remind me to drink water. So great, right? Yeah. Are you drinking? You're just drinking water right now? I mean, I did have wine, but it's completely gone now. You drink all your wine. Oh. Okay. I still have. Wow. I drank all my yeah it was like maybe like two ounces well fair enough I don't I didn't I don't know sorry yeah 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 no it's fine it's fine fine. um it's Sunday so it's okay happy yeah this is recorded on Sunday uh Mother's Day of all days so uh happy belated Mother's Day to all the mothers mamas grandmas mamas mamas yeah I mean, I I still have to give my mother a call, and I know that well, you she haven't is, done that. No, I sent her a text and I said, "Happy Mother's Day, love you, miss you," and she was like, "Oh my gosh, thank you so much, love you too." Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I did not send her anything, feeling very guilty, um, but it's okay. It, yeah, I mean, you know, like 
the call and you know the communication is like you know the yeah. most important part you're doing that yeah i'm actually i'm back home with my mom um drove down a couple days ago um and it's nice it's very hot um but it's nice uh i made her breakfast this morning um and then i think we're gonna get some takeout tonight because she uh she doesn't like waiting in line for grocery stores oh, um no. We actually, we tried to get breakfast out this morning and the wait was taking a very long time, too long. Um, in fact, that uh, she got tired of it. And so we just left and then she remembered that she had some eggs at home. So then I made her some eggs and coffee. Um, just a little bit of breakfast. Um, should we talk about bad education? Should we talk about a should secret love? What should we talk about first? Like, oh, we get so we, much to talk about. We're, I think we're heading into our, what did we watch um, section of the show? Well, I mean, the what did we watch section of the show is like, is the show, right? It, yeah. Yes. Cinema Club? Cinema Club. What did we watch? This is what we watched. Uh, what did we watch, Erica? My God, we watched so many great things. Um, we watched Bad Education. Mm-hmm. And we watched... A Secret Love. Both amazing. Both uh, great. Uh, currently available to stream. Um, Bad Education is on HBO. And A Secret Love is on Netflix. Yeah. So uh, if you've seen them or haven't seen them, go watch them. Yeah. If you have not seen them, um do a light scrubbing in the podcast. Just do like a gentle scrub through and through. Just make sure we don't ruin it for you. Just like yeah. ahead because guess what? We watch them and we want to talk. And there will be spoilers. So <laughs> from this point on, this is a spoiler heavy. You're, you're in the spoiler zone. Um, mark it in blue. So just be warned. We're going to spoil the fuck out of these. Okay. Well, let's talk about... Let's talk about bad education. Like, let's talk about bad education mm -hmm. because I have I have some initial feelings. Um, wow, wow, wow! I was not expecting. Um, I, you know, to be fair, I was expecting. It it kind of reaffirmed me that people are kind of awful. It 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 was kind of a disheartening um, watch in the sense that people kind of suck sometimes. But it also is a good reminder that, like, your shit, no matter how much you bury it, your shit stinks, and someone will find it. Someone will dig it up, you know? That's true. That's true. If anything, yeah, that's very true, is that there are shit. There's a lot of shit under. <laughs> but it does get found. Somebody will sniff it out. Yeah. And I don't know. I thought it was amazing. Um Hugh Jackman, it's very scary. Um, I was like, as soon, as soon as the film opened, you just like immediately can tell. I got like chills. This guy is a creep. It opens with like the most like American Psycho-esque, this man overly grooming, you know, like to the nines. He's like scrubbing himself. He's shit. He's got like a nine-step Korean skincare routine, um, all while staring himself directly into the eyes in the mirror. Um, that is terrifying. Like, 
also like, I'm sorry. Uh, I, I know, I know what you want to bring up here is going to be Rafael Casal and obviously a huge fan, but uh, I oh, fucking love Allison Janey. Oh my God. Oh yes. Yeah. 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 Um, she, she, I feel like she has this, she's a typecast for like the, uh, brutal mother figure. Mm-hmm. Um, and she does it so well. Um, she, what, she's in Juno, in Troop Zero, she's in, uh, I, Tanya. Oh, she's, she's incredible in I, Tanya. She has, like, really perfected this character. Yeah. And I, I have, I, you know, of course, I know nothing of what she's like as a human being outside of her work, but I can imagine she's, like, the opposite of that. And she's oh, always, sh- um, yeah. Yeah like warmest person and uh she's just amazing i love her yeah i love i love that note that she writes when she's like i'm not you know the sociopath here uh, Uh, so so, because because that's so early in the movie you know and you know like she's talking about him she's like she knows what he's done how Mm -hmm. much he's taken yeah all all the dirt he has and she's like if I'm going down, you're going to go down too. Um, oh, she's so good. It is amazing. But yeah, I mean, okay, let's do it. What about, what do you want to say? What do you want to say about Raphael? Let's hear it. It's just like perfect. I don't know if that's the right word, um, but it is. That's kind of the only word uh, I, that comes to mind for me. Um, there's, there is something, I mean, first of all, Beautiful, exceptional, perfect, iconic, brilliant, all of those things. Um, but really about it, like, this performance, though, like, really um, was this kind of just grounded um, vulnerability, you know? Like, he he was really just this, this dancer in Vegas who, I don't want to necessarily say he's taken advantage of, but I, I don't think- know. Hmm. I think it was a very, like, I think what he has between the, what there is between these two characters, between, like, Frank and Kyle, is very consensual. I also feel like it's a bit like a symbiotic relationship. I wouldn't call it, like, completely taken advantage of, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, I think it's beautiful. It's it's very, um, it's very great seeing this like stark contrast of this like hard ass like superintendent um doing his you know quote-unquote job um and like you know racking up them dollars on those company cards but at the same time like ratting out his colleagues and then you see this like super gentle loving um like side of him, but also like embedded in this like really dark secret that he is just keeping. It's just like, it's just like how many fucking secrets are there in this movie? I love it. Like keep feeding them to me. Well, I, I, I think exactly that, like, especially for him, right? Cause he has, he has these layers in his life, even from his partner, he had, you know, the apartment in New York with like, even within that relationship, you look at his relationship with his partner versus the one he had with Raphael's character in Vegas, like, those are two very different relationships where like, even with his partner, he was still reserved. There's still something kind of hidden. Right. And it, and it seemed like with um, his partner or with Raphael, like he was 
the most vulnerable that we saw him, you know, he was the most um, genuine and afraid, especially at the end. He's getting arrested yeah. in front of him. Oh God. So, so true. But yeah, I agree. Like, I think he, he there was so much, like how much will this guy lie about? Like, you know, yeah. he, his, his relationship that he's been keeping in the dark with a long time, you know, partner, husband, domestic partner, sorry. Um, like he can't even tell him that he doesn't like the food that he makes him. He, like, you know, he has yeah. a heart choked up, like t- being honest and being like, yeah, this shit's dry. Like, get yeah. to, you know, it's just like, uh, so good. But and also, it, yes, I realized, do you want to just like give a quick note about what we're talking about, bad education? I don't think we even talked about what it was. We, we should we should talk about bad education. Bad education is this film by Corey Finley, uh, who also directed Thoroughbreds. Um, really exceptional. I highly recommend it. Um, which also has a really great score. Um, I have it on vinyl. It's beautiful. Um, but the scores are kind of similar in a way um, to bad education. Anyway, bad education is about this uh, is it a private school or public school? I think it's public school. It's about this school in Long Island um, that's like rate seen as like one of the best schools in the entire country. It's like number four in terms of its enrollment rate into, you know, elite Ivy Leagues like Harvard and Yale and things like that. And basically it follows the, or it tracks the, this money laundering um, entire fraud a scheme that happens with the superintendent and some school administrators and they took over 11 million dollars from school funds um and uh ended up you know going to prison after a after the school newspaper right yeah yeah after the school newspaper reported on it and then that was found by the new york times and then it became a whole um were our national scandal um still to this day the largest amount of money ever taken from a school it's crazy um i didn't even know that schools racked up that much money i mean i i mean i guess i can see it now but you know yeah, i mean you think about an entire school district especially one in you know an uppity long island uh town or neighborhood um especially one with that you know where everybody's income is you know, the average income is almost six figures. Um, it's a lot of, a lot of money going into the school. Um, but yeah, it's a crazy, uh, crazy story. And you start off, it's interesting how they started off. They were going to start off the film by uh, having uh, Hugh Jackman's character already be in prison. And then you kind of like follow the steps and see how he got there. Um, but I think the way they did it and they structure it where we just meet him still as a superintendent um, and then they uncover one of the assistant principals or one of the, you know, administrators having taken a few grand or hundred grand, a couple hundred grand. Um, and then it kind of just builds and then you slowly uncover how deep and how much was taken and done um, by the end of the movie. It was, yeah, it was wonderful. I recommended it to my mom and my mom's like, this is great. My mom's a teacher. Um, she's in education. But... Uh, yes, the good. Yes, the good kind. Yes, um, mom, if you're listening, you're a great teacher, um, and I love you. So, um, sure, I, I started watching it, and naturally, I put it on at the end of a long day. And five minutes in, I am out. 
Um, 40 minutes goes by. I wake up and Rob... You fall asleep. Yeah. yeah. And um, Rob has been watching this the whole time. And I'm like, I'm so tired. I want to go to bed. Can we continue tomorrow? And the next morning, he was just like, when can we watch it? When can we watch it? Can we finish the movie? Do we have to start it over? I'm okay rewatching the whole thing. And it was just like... Yeah. People love white collar crime. It's just like, you know, it's, and especially when they're caught, because uh, let me tell you, white collar crime deserves the time. Um, But yeah. (laughs) I mean, yeah, it's definitely a very heavy, I mean, um, in terms of, you know, the world and everything going on, it's not, I don't think that level of heaviness, um, but it certainly, you know, is a very heavy and serious topic that, you know, it's, it's a lot. It's, and it's stressful too, because you, you almost, you sympathize and like him enough, one, to keep watching him, but two, to like almost, almost want him to get better by the end, which he never does. Um, and so it, you know, it's, it's a long, uh, painful ride the whole way down. But it's also because it's Hugh Jackman. I mean, it's yeah. Hugh Jackman. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a great film. I wonderful. Want to watch it again? I I think with time, I'll definitely want to see it again, for <laughs> sure. Yeah, I I don't think about right yet, but eventually, mm. I will. Well, yeah. come on. Yeah. But uh, on a lighter note. On a lighter lighter notes um uh, on a more heartfelt and less fucked up note yes certainly yeah we watched this week we watched a secret love on netflix and i want to say first erica watched this (laughs) and then i think not even like immediately after i think even during it while i was watching i was crying texting Jared and I was like listen you need to watch this we can talk about it I just you know I was just like reaching out to all my friends and I'm just telling them that I love them and then I'm like oh my gosh this is the most amazing film I've ever seen today and (laughs) but um yeah it's it's a very um heartfelt and really real story about uh it's on Netflix um in case you need to know but it's about two long-term closeted lesbians um, that kind of grew up through the depression. Um, and uh, the movie reflects on like a lot of their, this hidden secret, a secret love, why don't we call it? Um, of them like hiding some, you know, their relationship when it's not accepted. But on top of that, like we, we get a lot of uh, nostalgia by looking at, looking through like the mementos that they've been collecting since the times at the time that they've been together, um, all through kind of this very real transition that they're currently going through in the present tense, uh, in the, in terms of the movie being shot, um, of them kind of transitioning into an assisting assisted living, uh, home and just like kind of them being, cranky stubborn gays and being like you know what I don't want to live with these boring mean heteros and let me tell you I want to live in this house um yeah it's very 
very touching. And I can't say I didn't think I was going to cry because like I knew I was going to cry when I read the like log line in my Netflix queue. Uh, but I just needed to like really get in there and just let a nice sob out. So. Yeah. I mean, I think the film just incredibly portrays, you know, the relationships between not only the two women, but in the way that, you know, they kind of are with their family members, you know, especially with Terry and her dad and her mom and how Terry had said that she always felt that her dad knew in a way um, and how like her dad always loved Pat and, uh, you know, always wanted to have Pat around. Um, but her mom, you know, wasn't so much um, about it. But yeah, it's so it's so amazing. It's so beautiful too. I mean, seeing, you know, the archive, like footage and pictures of all of them. Um, yeah. It's like really touching, you know, it, it was the right kind of mood and um, just message about, you know, kind of letting go but also you know not never forgetting you know always remembering you know their journey and where they came from and how they uh how they got to be you know as close and together as they were because they're together 68 68 years yeah something like that over 65 over over 60 years which is i mean incredible and they not only lived together but they worked together oh they my worked god together for like 30 years and on top of that they they shared the same like hobbies they are not hobbies but like you know the, they both so into like baseball they yeah were you know a, coming up in this a league of their own style like feminist baseball league leagues and it's just like i can't imagine living with someone being in a serious romantic relation with someone working with them and like just like probably sharing the same circle of of close friends and you know because of the passion that you both share for an amazing sport just like no <laughs> i mean yeah like they it was truly like a sign of like these are two people that found their soulmate you know i mean it's it's you know the idea of like is there really, you know, one person or at least a person that is meant for me, for you out there in the world? And, right. you know, these are two women who like actually really found that, you know, um, and, and got to live it. Like there, there was no, you know, we always hear the thing of like, oh, like missed love or, you know, like you just missed the connection. It wasn't the right time. Like, no, they, they loved each other so much and they knew that they, wanted to be with each other and they just made it work and yeah and I mean like I think it's just like I think that's just the, the huge theme for me that it's just like these two women were just so persistent in making the relationship work that they didn't quite meet in a time that they you know sh would find ideal I think I think Pat might have been one of them was in a relationship at the time mm -hmm. and Kind of like you know it was kind of just like a love at first sight type of deal and they made it work and after so many years and i'm sure so many arguments I challenges yeah i mean uh, not only challenges with each other but challenge you know i mean there's a whole things um i mean they lived in chicago and they would go to the beaches and the bars that you know were uh queer friendly and they had to hide and run you know they had to 
make sure because they were getting broken into and people were getting arrested. Um, it's not only, you know, the challenges of just being with somebody, period, but mm. the challenges that they faced at their time. Yeah. It's just also in their job. I mean, talk about how incredible Pat was a wall player. Oh my God. Was, just all of that footage that they had. I'm just so amazed that they had all of that captured. Um, that was incredible. Just like yeah. being able to to kind of put an image to this, the love for the game that they had. It was just so cool. Yeah. Ah, uh, that's so good. So great. So I, good. I, I don't know. I, I don't know if it, I'm just uh, new to this idea, but like I, this movie and only this movie made me realize how much assisted living actually costs. Mm, yeah. Incredible. Eight thousand dollars a month for you know two people for two people yeah. you know given a very beautiful apartment, but just also like having medical help and like you know assisted living, um, yeah. not just the shelter part. But um, yeah. yeah, that's incredible. I just think, oh man, I could I was just losing it when I, you know, when they were, when Pat, Terry and Pat uh, had to talk with their niece, um, right? With Terry's uh, niece, yeah. Yeah, about uh, moving into a place and how, you know, money could be tight and just like this great cost that this would be. Um, for them, not only financially, but emotionally moving away, further away from their family and loved ones as they get older. And it's kind of just a huge thing. And my God, I yelled when I, in like laughter, in like when they cut to the scene where they're all sitting at the table and her, and Terry's niece is just like, Pat, I can't believe you've been sitting on over a million dollars. Oh my God. This woman is everything I want to be, um, literally. Or, yeah, I was just like, listen, she's stubborn. She says what she wants. She's like, I'm not living in this fucking house. Like, I'm not living in this building or whatever. And then just been like, (laughs) I don't know. I just love it. I love that she was keeping this secret so she could, you know, live the life that she wanted to live. She's like, no, I, of course we can't afford it. We just have to live in this house for longer. Like, ooh. The, the thing that was getting me when they finally do cave in, or, you know, when they have to mm-hmm. actually move um, because Terry's so sick, uh, is when they're going over the chairs and she's like, I'm not getting rid of this chair. Like, these chairs are not leaving. That lamp <laughs> is not leaving. Like, all these things. And it's like, wow, like, it, no, she does not want to yeah. lose these things. Um, yeah, Pat. I, I love her. We stand a Pat, yeah. Ugh. Absolutely. But, my God. Uh, and just, like, there are so many, like, you, there's just so many touching scenes in this film, too. Um, mm-hmm. I, I just think it's, like, perfect. It's, like, a lot of really heartfelt, touching, tear-jerking moments, but also, like, just great fucking humor. Like, yeah, watching these older women just like going through their like obstacles later in life. It's just like, I just love how they're able to kind of give like light and like life in these like hard times for them. Like it's just, mm-hmm. it's, 
nice. Um, my oh my god, what did you think of their wedding? It was so cute. Their wedding was incredible. Oh my god, the wedding was. What did the uh, the pastor um, or whoever what the who was doing the wedding? The person marrying them. Um, yeah, they. I think they made a joke. They were like, "Now you can stop saying that you're cousins." And yes. Yes. Like, oh, so good. Mm. But yeah, I don't know. It was just like it, it was definitely watching the film was definitely like a really good uh, light, like nice note to end my week on. I will say. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it was, it was just, you know, there, there was something that was just very comforting about it, you know, in that um, I, I think especially in times like now, it's it's very easy to find skepticism and pessimism um, and doubt and fear, you know, all these um, bad negative things. Um, and certainly, you know, the movie, you know, deals with and they deal with, you know, very like serious, heavy shit as well. Yeah. But there was, there was really something that was like just comforting and hopeful and seeing, you know, how they were able to have such like an incredible long lasting relationship, you know, um, and that, you know, they, they really found, they found one another, they found their soulmate, they found somebody they could completely confide in. They found somebody who they did not want to leave, you know, they, you know, uh, didn't want to lose those chairs, the lamp. Um, there was the one, the letter that she wrote where she just, where she just talked, yeah, that Pat wrote where she's just talking about, it was just a random walk that they had at the night, you know, um, there's just, it it was, it was very interesting how we were able to get this glimpse into this relationship, you know, I'm, I'm interested in seeing how they, one, how they found this story, because it also like, they're both really incredible, interesting people and that like, there were these big time progressive ball players in you know the 50s um um i i i haven't looked too much into this but i am led to think that somehow uh the producers of the film the documentary have a very like close relationship with the subjects is what i'm guessing um very hard to just kind of stumble on the story um i that's what i'm i have been believing in what i've told myself anyway yeah it's it's very close and intimate i mean it's so tightly wound around the relationship that like yeah we get a point of view we get a vision we get access into their their entire relationship's life um i loved it okay it's wonderful (laughs) yeah yeah i don't know like i what like what are we gonna top it with like how are we gonna top that what are we gonna watch next you know i have no idea how we'll top that i mean you know not anywhere near the same vein but can't wait to watch insecure tonight i don't know you cannot wait to watch insecure you follow isa on instagram she just she was absolutely Listen, our next season is coming. Girls, keep it down. I hear you. We hear you. HBO hears you. We're working on it. Yes. My thank you. My yes. rose. Uh yeah. Seven roses. All the roses to Isa. Yeah. Um I don't what are we gonna what are we gonna watch next? I I actually don't know. 
Uh, you know what I, I started watching? It's just like on this kick of HBO. Um, I started watching Run. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Phoebe yeah. Waller-Bridge and uh, who's the other, um, who else is attached to that? Ooh, I don't know. I just know it's Merritt Weaver and... Uh, Domo Gleason. Yes. Yeah. It's, you know, I started watching it. I, and I, I know that I'm prone to this, like, uh, to be distant, like, not, uh, not very attached to, like, the first two episodes or something. Mm. But I just, like, I find, I always find it hard to watch a show that, like, takes place in one setting within mm. a short period mm. of time. You know, um, a lot of that, like, I watched the pilot and I watched the second episode and it basically takes place in the train. Um, I'm like, I want to like it so much because yeah. I love Merritt Weaver. Yeah. Um, but I, it's just not sticking with me. I don't know. Have you, have mm. you tried? I haven't started it. No, I've, um, I've been watching Veep. So that's my HBO go. Yeah. I hadn't seen Veep before. Um, and I'm watching Atlanta. Um, <laughs> and Wait, I hadn't seen that before. Atlanta? Atlanta yeah. HBO? No, Atlanta is on Hulu. Well, it's on FX, but it goes into Hulu. Um, and then I started uh, The Last Dance with my mom. Mm. All right. Michael well, Jordan Doc. Um, but yeah, I want to try run. So maybe I'll maybe I'll watch that. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if you'll have the same thoughts. You know, the same. I don't know. Well, we'll have to talk about it later, but. Well, we're I don't gonna, know. We, we we're should, gonna talk about it. Yeah, we'll talk about it one of these days. Um, yeah, I can't wait to talk about more insecure. Um, I mean, we can talk about insecure yeah, no. where we are. Yeah. Um, I don't know. What do you think? Like, what are your thoughts? What do you think of? First of all, I have to ask you. What do you think of Condola? I so uh, just to get it out there in the air. I like Condola. Uh, I like Condola. I believe in her relationship with Lawrence. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm fearful that the show, I mean, I know it's going to happen at some point, but I'm fearful the show is going to end up having, uh, Issa and Lawrence together. Um, right. Like for good. I, I can feel that because I feel like the, um, friendship depicted between Condola and Issa are like, it's starting to like taper off in a way. And I feel mm-hmm. like this is like, this means that she's about to get cut from the show. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, like, I feel like... Which is unfortunate. I mean, it, it obviously is, it's a really good conflict to have, you know, to have, like, your partner in mm-hmm. work and business be affiliated with your ex of five years. Yeah. Um, I I like her. I, I think that she and Lawrence are good together. I think that her and Issa are even better together. Um, yeah, yes. I But, like, I don't know. Like, there's just, like, so many... Uh, maybe I'm just projecting here, but mm-hmm. I feel like I love Condola and Lawrence. Don't get me wrong. I think they're a beautiful couple. I think they're both, you know, kind of in a way... Like, in a way, they are a power couple. But I've can't tell if the show's trying to bring like light to it but i am i've been noticing that like these two people as much as they want to make it work like they have different senses of humor they run in different circles like social mm. circles, you know right yeah and 
like as much as I want to like it, like I, I don't, I don't like it because I just don't. Issa and Condola. No, no, no. Condola oh. and Lawrence. Oh, 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 I see. You know, like they don't make the jokes about the same things. They, you know what I mean? I don't know. So we, so we left off on episode four that we've all last watched. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, what happened in that last episode was uh, we had the baby. Ooh, and Lawrence was about to say something to Issa, oh. but got cut off. Um, what was Lawrence going to say? I think, I'm not, I don't know if you were asking me just now, but let me tell you my two, four, six, eight cents is here. Um, do you, I don't know, do you think he was, she was going to, he was going to tell her that he broke up with Condola? Like, uh, that's what I was thinking. Well, do you think, do you think they broke up? So you think they broke up? So you think that Lawrence and Condola broke up? Because, hmm. you, you know, because she was bringing... Her, Issa was bringing her up. Issa was like, something, something, Condola. And he's like, oh, about that. Because I don't think it, it, I can't imagine him having that same conversation with her again about him being like, you know, don't ever let me hear my name in your mouth. Like, don't think, don't yeah. talk about me. You know, don't air out my dirty laundry, blah, blah, blah. I don't think it was that conversation because that conversation has already happened. Do you, do you think it's that Condola wants off the project? I, I, I don't, I don't know what way or what's going to, what Lawrence was going to say. I don't feel like, see, the the reason why I don't think that it was to say that Lawrence and Cantola broke up is because I think we would have seen that when Lawrence was talking to his friend, looking at his kid. I think um, it has something to do with work. Okay. Okay, I have two things. I have two things to two wrenches to throw into this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One, I don't think you know. Maybe I'm just like speaking too highly of Lawrence's character, but I don't think you would like throw a wrench to like to condole Anissa's friendship like that. Like, I don't think he would like really like. I don't. I don't think Lawrence is asking for that. I think Condola maybe does and didn't isn't sure how to tell Issa I don't know but I don't think he would do it for her like you know what I think he would be like that's your business I'm not gonna I'm not gonna do your job for you here if you want out of this project I kind of have a feeling uh, you know I would like to think that Lawrence is the type of person I'd be like that sounds like a serious conversation you need to have and I Mm. also don't think he would bring up even if they did break up I don't think he would bring up their breakup at their this you know it's not a baby shower if you already have the baby it's like a baby Meet. Like a meet, 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 meet and greet. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think he would bring it up there because I, like I said, like maybe I'm thinking too much, too highly of this character, but maybe he wouldn't want to make this about him. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, so that, so then what is it? So it's not a breakup. It's not that Condola is <laughs> done working, but uh, what, cause it's, cause I don't think maybe, I mean, maybe it's not Condola based. Maybe it, I, yeah, maybe that was a full 180 from that com- from that that point of that conversation was done, and he was like, "Hey, about that, not about that, this other thing." Right. I mean, if if Lawrence and Gondola broke up, why would Gondola be ignoring Issa so much? I see you're asking questions. 
I I don't have answers to because I think they broke up. I think she's like, because but but why wouldn't she answer Issa? I mean, I mean, if that if the wrench was Lawrence, because wouldn't it be bad? I mean, yes, like fair enough. Like she has to like get over it, but also, according to Condola's friends, this was just a casual fuck. It wasn't, you know, mm-hmm. something more serious. So she shouldn't be so hard. I mean, she she might be heartbroken off of, off it, but right. maybe you know she shouldn't be as much. Right. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I really don't know. Um, but outside of that, Issa and Molly. Oh, there's so many. It's, mm, I don't know. It, it's um, becoming like so toxic, so weird. Um, but they've got to work some shit out. And it's just like. I mean, who, who who's first? Like who, like where does this need to come from to be like, hey, we need to cut the shit out because I think this needs, is. I think it needs to come from Issa. Like you, you saw that phone call that like exchange mm-hmm. had where Issa's like, "Yo, we need to talk," and Yvonne or Yvonne and Molly is just like, "Okay, yeah, let's have this conversation." She was ready to have it. You know what I mean? Yeah, but but Molly is is really just. I mean, she's getting off her high horse. Like she's she's. She's stuck at holding herself. She's holding Issa up to this. I don't know if it's like the standard or well, what she's doing. A lot of it is comparing herself to Issa and everyone around her, and she's ju- she's judging them. She's judging Issa. I mean, I mean, it's a competition, right? Uh, yeah, absolutely. I just, but you know, I think it's the both of them. I think they're. It's not only like. Com- you know, comparing that Molly's comparing Issa to her. I think it's just like they both need to like let this shit go where they're like, keep carrying this idea that they have of who each other used to be and keep like, you know, cause like Molly will be like, yeah, are you still out here still fucking around with like this block party? Still like not really making big moves. And Issa's out here like, Molly, you're over here, you know, you don't want to be in a real relationship because you can't handle it. Like, it's like, it's like they both need to like let this idea of what these they once were go and like accept who they want to become. Mm. You know? Yeah. That's what yeah. I think. That's real. No, uh, that's, yeah. <laughs> it's good. It's good. It's a good two cents. But also like, I'm really excited. I don't know if you've seen the little HBO bumper commercials, but Yvonne is having a comedy special. Really? Did you see it? No. Okay, maybe you've I seen I've not it. seen that. Yeah, it's very, um, it seems like it's kind of like intercut, um, like Jenny Slate's last uh, mm-hmm. special where it's Yvonne is like going to like back to her family and like and it's kind of being like slight like her comedy specials being like spliced in with like um her kind of like going to hang out with her family and like show this other side of her yeah Um, i'm really excited for it like when is that supposed to be when's that happening in late june june so far away yeah i also did not i mean i don't do a lot of my research because i just watch insecure and i don't follow a lot of people's lives like that but i did also didn't know she was a comedian I actually did not know that until you just told me now. I didn't know that. I knew that Issa is a comedian. She started from, you know, the web series. Mm 
Um, I didn't know that Yvonne was a comedian. Yeah. I'm, well, now you know. I'm interested to see that. Same. We can talk about that, too. When that comes up, I'm really We'll excited. talk about that in episode whenever that is. In a few weeks. Come on, HBO. You got to crank that shit out. We need It'll to- be early. Oh, all this. I doubt it. I don't think. I, I don't think. I don't think so. Yeah, I don't see them as like flexible dates types of people, especially once they've really publicly announced it like that. Definitely not. No. But, yeah. Yeah, I'm excited. I can uh, that. What it? What is your? What is something? What is something like other than this? Like, is there anything you're excited about? Like, I'm you know, excited about. Oh my god. Like, let's hear it. I well, I just finished reading the book I've been working on for the past like X number of months that are too embarrassing to admit. Um, it's a Baldwin novel, Another Country, um, which is very good. I recommend it. Um, which is very long um, and a bit slow in some parts. Um, very good. So I'm probably going to start the journey of trying to pick my next book to read. Okay. I don't know what that's going to be. Um, so I have that. Uh, but in terms of excitement, I mean, I, you know, I'm excited for, uh, Dune. I'm very excited for Dune. Um, I want to reread the book. Uh, you should read the book if you're into sci-fi novels like that, um, that are very like big and epic. Um, but I'm worried it won't come out. I'm worried. I don't know what the state of things are that like, it might not come out. Right, right. Ugh. Well, I, I'm not. Well, ooh, I do have something I'm excited for. Is the Community reunion? You watch Community? Uh, no, but I did see that no. they were doing like a table read. Is that what we're talking about? I can do a table read. I don't know what of because I don't. We don't. I didn't do research. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're gonna do a table read minus Chevy Chase, right? Uh, which is fair enough. You know, not that upset about that, uh, that snub. That's an acceptable snub. But I'm excited for that. I don't know what it's going to be. Um, I'm excited to see what they bring to the table, literally. Um, Good but, one. Thank you. Um, <laughs> okay, yeah. I feel that. I feel it. Um, I am also excited. I really need to catch up on community. I Watched the first two seasons, kind of just fell out of it, but maybe I'll pick it back up. I think this is a season two. Um, but I'm looking forward to, uh, I just made an investment for myself. Invest. Yeah. Um, the bettering um, of the self. Yes. Yes. So yes. I think, you know, I am one for social media trends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Trends, quarantine trends all around, right? I've been noticing that a lot of people that I know are taking part in roller skating. Um, oh my God. So are you going to start roller skating? I bought some roller skates. You but did I, it. I did. Oh my God. As you can imagine a lot of people are buying roller skates right now. So like They're expensive, aren't they? No. So that's, that's the thing. Like a lot of them, yes, are, but it's like also like a matter of quality, of course. Right. But all of the inexpensive ones are sold completely sold out. So I had to make this decision and I'm like, if I want to do this, I am going to have to end up buying these more expensive ones that I'm actually, that I'm pretty embarrassed to say 
how much the price tag was on that. So I won't, um, but this, this has to make, like, I need to, I need to learn how to roller skate if I'm going to invest as much. So I'm really excited. Um, I don't know how long it's going to take because they're handmade. Um, and wow. So this couldn't come till like June. I, I'm hoping I'm like, I'm crossing my fingers. It's like, I don't know. These people are just cranking these things out, but we'll see. Are there, are there good places to roller skate around your house? So yeah. So actually, um, a lot of the, there are a lot of slow streets right now in my neighborhood. Um, they okay. block a lot for traffic. So it's a lot of pedestrian space. Mm-hmm. Um, but not only that, but I realized that there, I, since I've been running, I noticed that there's like a big empty tennis court kind of near my house. Oh, so, yeah, nice. my idea is just bring it there so I can just like continuously fall on my ass and not be like, you know, about to get hit by a car. So yeah, yeah just get hit by a tennis ball. Yeah, you know. I I roller skated one time, or maybe it was rollerblading. I don't. I know there's a difference. I think roller skating is like two by two, and rollerblades yeah. is like a line yeah. of wheels. And it was terrible. I was not good. I didn't fall a lot, but I just remember not having a good time. So right. I don't. I don't know if I could partake in this new <laughs> this new endeavor. But it's different. I don't think I like rollerblading because I'm really bad at ice skating. My ankles mm-hmm. do not have enough support to be like managing my weight on like one thin line of wheel or metal um and also like I feel like you can't move slowly on rollerblades am I I don't I might be wrong here but I feel like that like movement like you roller yeah with rollerblading I feel like you're always kind of moving fast and roller skating I feel like is a bit slower because Mm -hmm. more wheels I don't know Mm. like no it's bulkier. I feel like you move a bit slower, which feels a little bit safer to me. So, yeah, true. I will. I my excite purchase because you reminded me is I got a film camera. I got a a Canon um, thirty five millimeter film camera. Ah, okay. So, like a point and shoot. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, so I'm gonna start shooting stuff. I'm gonna start doing some photography. Um, so I have that. Um, and I'm excited for that whenever that comes. I'm if it comes. It's on eBay. So I hope it I hope it works. I hope, hope everything will work out. <laughs> also, I don't know where I'll be able to get things developed um, with everything going on right now. I think I've heard of some places that are doing like mail-in developing. You can like mail it in or drop it off. I'm going to pick it up. Um, So if anybody knows, anybody who's listening, knows of any good um, places to get film developed, either online or within um, the state of California, Bay Area. Right. Um, Let me know. Let us know. You're a holler. But also, have you, I have, I mean, I I mean, I don't think we've ever talked about this, but I also have a lot of hand-developing equipment, too. Oh. Does that ever, you know, took Didn't I know that. Um, I don't know how I'll get them to you because you're not even in the Bay Area, so to speak, for the time. Uh, I, I'll, be, I'll be back in a couple of weeks. Okay. I'll be back. Yeah, I'm only gone for a little bit, um, but I will return. Okay. So that sounds very promising. So maybe we can um, partake in that. Yeah, for sure. Wow. But, Great. Yeah. Can't wait to 
talk next week about Nelly's updates. I, yes. Uh, you come in for episode two and you'll hear about the new mystery show slash movies that we just watched and our feelings on them. Yeah. Can't wait. And to- keep talking about quarantine and just kind of what's happening. Yeah. Can't wait to talk next week. Um, but yeah, thanks again for listening to us yammer about. Thanks for listening to Cinema Club. Um, yeah, I'm Erica. And this has been Jared. Yeah, and thanks for listening.